0: Hey, this is Ross Payton with the roleplay public radio. Uh, I just want to give you guys an announcement uh, that we have a new milestone up on the RPPR Patreon. Uh, if we get to $2,400 a month, I will start adding new uh, mirror sites of our uh, RPPR actual play campaigns so that if you want to download all of no evil, uh, you can get an RSS feed that lets you get all of no evil uh, without having to sort through all the, any of the hundreds of other episodes on our feed. Uh, and I will do that one campaign a month for every month that we meet this milestone. So I'll start with No Evil and then we'll go on from there. Uh I have an example site uh to so you can see what this looks like. For the Final Revelation, there are links in the show notes. Uh so if you click copy that RSS for the Final Revelation, put it in the, your podcasting app of choice, you can see all four episodes of the Final Revelation plus the postmortem. Uh, And so that's sort of an idea of what you'll get uh, with this milestone. So I know a lot of you like re-listening to our older campaigns, and this is a way... Uh, to do this. So, uh, thank you all for supporting the RPPR Patreon. Uh, we have tons of bonus podcasts on there after hours. Uh, we have a new one called Question for Answers, which is a question and answer, uh, podcast where we, you know, the cast answers your questions. Uh, of course, we also have older episodes where we talk about Palladium, World of Darkness, uh, and a lot of other cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And, uh, thank you all for supporting, uh, rbpr and uh with this here is the post-mortem for uh rain and galaxy 2 which we recorded shortly after the campaign ended so it was all fresh in our heads uh, enjoy with Rural Radio. This is RPPR episode something because I don't know when this is going to go on the air exactly because <laughs> uh, we have to wait till the campaign's over. Before I can post the post mortem, we miss- should
1: just we should just say it and then pause and then have like a na- like a voice that's not you, just read it. <laughs> yeah, <number>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a just Ray, this is number one forty six. Yeah, just make this uh, a number
0: station. All yeah. Oh yeah, I'll just splice together some number stations. Seven two five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eight, one, uh, so uh, yeah, this is uh, the post from Rain Nagali C two. Uh, Caleb's first. You album. haven't
1: changed the name yet. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. And I can't because I'm posting it on the internet. Oh, <laughs> <already>. there's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand how lazy I am. I copy the previous episode number and then paste it in the new thing and just change the number. Sometimes I even forget to do change a number.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Because you effort don't is
1: type a... the word episode. No. I, I just changed a <laughs> number.
2: Because effort is a losing man's game on RBR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Rain right, Nagala c Two, episode one. Copy, paste, change one to two. It's a, that's all there is. Yeah. What? What's wrong with <laughs> just staggering. Also, I don't want to misspell Nagali C two. If I type that manual, no,
1: that's fine. I th- yeah. I thought you like literally did
3: episode like
1: yeah. can't, can't type that
3: out. <laughs> well, I'm already copying Rain Nagali C two and okay, episode right, right well, next it, to
1: yeah, it. I misheard it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Anyways,
0: um, so yeah, we're, we're we're doing a little change of pace. We're recording the postmortem while the campaign is still fresh in our memories.
1: Uh, so weird, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll
0: start off with Caleb explaining the genesis of this campaign.
1: Uh, well, the first time I mentioned it was in campaigns I shan't be running. So uh, I ran it, and we actually finished this one, unlike the other campaign that I yes. shan't be running, which yeah. I didn't finish. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was sort of based on the Haitian Slave Revolt. And so mm-hmm. I wanted a fantasy version of that uh, and overcoming, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the main reason that was so terrible is because, you know, when you have this sort of ideological split with the masters, uh, it is sort of on their own terms. Um, and I wanted it from like an original position, like uh, John Rawls' uh, philosophy ethics problem um and but i didn't want it to be like the reason i never ran it is cuz i didn't want it to be all white saviory and like like we will save you and so um that's when i came up with the masters and like the magical terror of it and how it's like really awful and had nothing uh and but i still it still felt very white saviory until we came up with the and then like i couldn't get past the idea like well cultures move slow How do we get there? And then the time dilation thing is what finally made me think I could run it. Because, you know, you can start off when you're a white savior colonialist, like fantasy play. (laughs) And then by the end of it, they've had a couple thousand years more history than you have. And you're a stone savage, uh to their cultures that, but you built them. So you can't really complain. Um, and that's how I figured to, to get past it. Um, and then beyond that, I'm just like, the further I get into GMing, the more I realize it's a good thing. I missed Rollmaster because I'm really into charts, and like, <laughs> numerology as a method of design. And so, um, when I was, when I pitched it to Greg and he said, yes, I was like, oh shit, how am I going to do this? Cause I didn't expect him to say yes. So I came up with the four elements and then I realized that, okay, I'll, I'll, it'll be a different society uh, depending on the order of the elements you put them in. So I, I coded them A, B, C, and D for um, economic uh, education, religion, and military and then I made a spreadsheet of like the first four options and then the 12 options that are after that. And then the 24 options that are after that. And then I skipped the last phase because cultures have momentum. And then that's kind of boring because you know what the next one's going to be. Like once you're, once you have three, you're locked into the one you're missing. So I didn't think that was going to be interesting to write. Um, and that's how it came together. Yeah. So um, When I had room in the, And the thing I was writing to actually explain the genesis of it is I kind of explained it was like um, uh, John Rawls's uh, original position, which is the idea that if we all cease to exist and have no corporeal form or faces or bodies or class, and you're just intellect floating around and we can all talk about what we're going to design the earth as, you would make the most egalitarian society possible because you don't know if you're going to grow up as the peasant kid in mumbai or like steve jobs like you don't know where you're going to roll the die on you know life um and so it's sort of like this thought experiment on the most egalitarian society so their original position was terror and nightmarish horror uh and you're like well let's design that because it's got to be better than this um and then the other one was Nagel Spider, which I've talked about before, which is, you know, you think you're helping something, and then you (laughs) kill it. (laughs) And and so it was a combination of that. All
0: right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and of course, uh, you actually had to playtest that, so... Yeah. (laughs) Enter us. Yes. As... uh, (laughs) um do you in hindsight do you think uh us just letting us do random character generation was a mistake or uh, uh an act of providence that uh enhanced the quality of the or campaign? something in
2: between
1: i have i've been here before <laughs> <laughs> i i knew it was gonna happen i knew you were gonna go wackity schmackity do ross no matter what we did so until like we're on session four or five when you start to give a shit about your character <laughs> and, and you stop mentioning the fact that you were raised by beavers. I so. never stop mentioning that. Yeah, but you, st- you you, know, when you were like the Politburo Bureau, Minister of Information yeah. for fighting, you know, foreheads as revolution, <laughs> you're like, ooh, I'm a beaver man who knows sorcery. Came up less. <laughs> uh, Suddenly it
4: was, I'm a beaver man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, um. So yeah, I, I wasn't too concerned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. All right. So I guess we should go around the table and then just, everybody could talk about some of the their favorite or um. I uh, most me- maybe not necessarily the highlights, but like the most memorable bits of the campaign. We that can kind of jumpstart the conversation. So, um, Aaron. You had a lot.
2: Uh, yeah. I, well, also, I I want to say at first, I cannot take a lion's share of a lot of Dweinar stuff because Jason was in the background prodding a lot of that as well. For, in a positive <laughs> way, too, because the way that I played him was, uh, despite the fact that he had you know phenomenal cosmic powers controlled by very squiggly lines, uh, is the best way I can put it, that he had a very small understanding of... Uh, I was trying to play him a little bit more humanistically and a little (laughs) well okay just because I, I again Caleb does have a point of you know with great power comes great fraggle rocking every once in a while, and that's and I tried to put it in turns. Now, granted, I failed miserably with the with the the muffins. I just kind of clasped onto that, and I'll, that's a, that's a topic for another point. But
0: but talk talk about the beers for me. But like, I'm like
2: that's true. The muffin. Oh kinda, yeah, no,
1: we all had our moments. Yeah, we had the moments. But I will
2: say a lot of just the general interactions with everybody. Um, honestly, between Sean and myself, I really liked a lot what he was going, what he was presenting to me, and a lot of it is you know. Sean very argumentative, just going <laughs> <laughs> full force as he can. But it was for a point, though, because he kept. Uh, I, I we still got a lot out of it. Um, personally, between you and me, Caleb, I loved everything that we were doing with Carmen, or yeah. that, and the fact that I had to play doing ours, just coming to they to accept that there's nothing that he could have done. This was a random decision that was. It's like partially his fault for putting her out there, but outside just carrying that general guilt of a force that he could not comprehend laying immortality at his friend's feet. And I love the fact that – I know I fought a little bit for like there there has to be something there. Oh, no, you literally destroyed hell, which had the repository of most of this world's knowledge. (laughs) And I didn't have a backup plan from that, so it was just – living this character's life out to the last point and then carrying it on to the next generation. Also
1: the the uh love triangle
2: thing and the random roll thing. Yes, uh, yes. Was that a made, good handle. Yep. Uh, that that made it so much better that yep. we
1: But but that was a big thing. I was like, all right, I'll just make some choices. I didn't have all of the choices all statted out when we played the initial adventure. Um and then there was a bunch of stuff I added in. So the first the first scenario is about which spells you choose and how many charges you choose to use Hmm. on that um, and how that builds the next phase and that wasn't my original intention because there was stuff you guys did i had no idea anyone would try like say i will abandon my loved one to die here um not something i prepared for uh as it was the most munchkiny thing i could possibly think of uh but yeah i had to write that into the book because that's a crazy thing people would do uh so yeah uh but the <laughs> the immortality thing. Yeah, that was, I thought that was interesting. Yeah.
2: That, w- that, w- that was a good one. And and having to manage that relationship going back and forth where obviously her sanity is slipping constantly yeah. as she's trying to just either figure out a way to end this in, in one way or the other. Um, yeah. So the way it works is everything has a crisis you have
1: to overcome. And, and the way it's written is that if you ascend someone, whatever the crisis is in the last phase, it's that plus
2: them, Your them. new
1: master just went insane,
2: and yeah. they're
1: they're thousands of years old and have shit tons of sorcery. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So no, uh- and and I admit that going the last phase too because this our retrospective is going in the last episode, right? <laughs> so, uh, what do you mean? Okay. Yeah, sorry, this okay, is going, okay this so it's going sure sure. after the last. My episode. brain. Okay. I I, I heard that, put my brain, it's a brain post-mortem. going. Okay, yeah, thank you. A the pre-mortem <laughs> We're not posting it. Now. Sorry my brain. Yeah. Half-time show. Halftime Halftime show. show. Anyway, yeah. um but yeah, that the last effect was well, Dweinar's daughter trying to go through the plan of letting Carmen commit magical suicide <laughs> yeah. and just end this because she wasn't going to screw up anybody else's plans, but she needed this to be over, but couldn't actually physically do it because of the locked-in preconcept of the old sorcerers, which yeah. I I, I love that part. It was horrifying, but I loved it. Yeah, I figure
1: you couldn't commit suicide if you were immortal. And, like, you also couldn't get, like, scurvy. <laughs> I mean, they're both illnesses. You got magic. Why I mean, not care about
0: well, I mean, you're the author. You could say immortality is whatever you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: no, I I say it's terrible. All right. Fair uh. Yeah. So. Uh, uh. So, David, what were some of your
0: uh, more memorable moments of the campaign?
4: Well, um, I love the way that I got brought in. Um, <laughs> and looking at it from the perspective of, all right, I'm going to play someone who is going to start out as one of the savages here in Nagali C2. I'm going to make him as savage as I can, but I know that the second that he steps outside the portal, this is not going to be a world that he is going to want to come back to. So I kept seeing it as more Conan meets a cyberpunk future. If you take, uh, I'm a barbarian, barbarian smash. Um, we've got computers now. Barbarian rage. That, that's the thought that came to mind. And I built four hands around that concept. Um, he thought he was clever at first and realized he was out of his depth in the proverbial waiting pool. Um, another little tongue-in-cheek thing, just because um, the way that Caleb pitched the character to me mm-hmm. was that he was going to be the secret agent working for Carmen. Yeah. He was going to be following and keeping tabs. And as a fan of old music, I immediately flash to Johnny River's Secret Agent Man. They've given you a number and taken away your name. So, hence, forehands, uh, The stealth 20 that was hiding in front of everyone mm-hmm. for through the entire time. And when he finally does make reference to, oh, no, you should have seen what happened to 19 when she tried <laughs> to go through. Reference the fact that he really is just one of Cheska's experiments. She has absolutely no care for him. But at the same time, he knows that if he goes against her, if he tries to say something against her, he is going to be destroyed. And the knowledge that he can't communicate that when he really, really needed to be able to. So that was fun. Um, I loved aggressive fashion show. I thought that was one of the funniest. Oh yeah. I <laughs> no, let me show you how to strut with these boots. <laughs> Look at my legs. And the fact that we managed to take cobbling. And baking. And turn them into relevant skills. Multiple times. You might
3: have gotten across to Ross that we had a choice. I was under the impression (laughs) you were making me random role characters. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, Caleb, you have no one to blame yourself yeah. for giving me I'm fine. Cobbling. Yeah. cobbling <laughs> we, we can blame greg for that <laughs> i, it was I, I like, don't even know it, this man I it was, was on the, the chart thanks greg thanks
1: you give someone me. five dice and a master die cobbling yeah like yeah congratulations
4: you are saint prada maker of shoes <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, possibly handbags <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: got them kicks uh, <laughs> yeah and those kicks are savage oh <laughs> uh, no actually they're quite civilizing uh, <laughs> i think that was kind of the, that was literally the point of the kicks was to make them more civil <laughs> To unite the tribes. that was a whole thing
1: uh, yeah that was really hard to come up with in the draft was like that i tried and everything to have like one unique weird thing like mm-hmm. fashion wise that like you just come out of nowhere like so one was cobbling and you guys came up with that one <laughs> We I have... tried to suggest one. I think it'll come up in people's own plays, just based on what characters decide to do.
4: So, oh yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Care to give us a preview of that or
1: uh well like I I went with cobbling for years, but like the suggestion was that like uh if they do education first and you come back and you find the scholars, um fashion is entirely about pockets. Everyone like basically wears fabric to hold additional pockets. Like <laughs> uh pockets are everywhere. They pocket everything. Like they're basically long flowing robes, just a various size pockets. So this Everyone is... jangles where they walk. Like Jingle it's all about like holding bespoke pins and Pockets within pockets, and they're just... Obsessed. So this is turning
2: into the new Tetanium Nomura design, except for zippers, it's just pockets everywhere. <laughs> pockets it's everywhere. like, I have a thing for that, literally. You know,
4: that's actually a useful thing. I, I would like that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: a lot of people like pockets. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, Jason, what were some of your uh, more memorable... What, what are the more memorable moments to you for the campaign?
3: Um, Honestly, I liked how the group dynamic played out pretty quick. I mean... I think, uh, you know, the fact that we we're kind of like a mercenary comp- company and we went kind of like whole hog for like a d esque, like we hit shit with sticks <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> approach to this. Cause Caleb, you know, when we, when he sat us down for this was like, your company can be whatever. <laughs> so I feel like, like a lot of people are like, you know, like the audience will probably immediately look over at me as this was like my idea, yeah, but yeah. this was all random rolled. And yet I still somehow ended up with essentially <laughs> a proto Viking. Count of Bonnie Crystal. All random. Had nothing to do with that. Uh, So, yeah, I like that the dynamic worked out really well, and Sean uh, was super game for being an entitled you know prat of an officer and like kind of like owning like this kind of you know this was how medieval militaries were set up and i'm running around barking orders <laughs> and stuff and that yeah you guys are you know support structure elements that are just you know along for the ride and contributing your your various esoteric knowledges wherever it was
1: yeah i thought it was very interesting how like sean's fate Continually decline as yours rose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no. By the end of it, you're Alexander to Nagali <laughs> C2. Like, yeah, Honestly. other than maybe Dwinar, like the most loved of the outsiders. Yeah, yeah.
2: and uh, he is just like the Judas character. Well, it's like he was taking a black adder approach to everything. Like you started this high, and yet you just keep yeah. being reborn once, every. Once you
1: came time. back, and they were all scholars. Something in Sean's character's brain broke,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it
1: never. <laughs> it never healed.
3: Um,
0: yeah, Sean could make it tonight because of work. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'll try and
1: get his thoughts uh, on a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy just could not
3: handle n- the nerd civilization. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, the uh... I mean, we had arguments
0: about that in character. Like, yeah, it's just like. I was like, "This place is really nice," because yeah, I was listening to the episodes and I was editing them, and it's like, "It's like no, it's not. I hate it." And it's like, "No." Yeah, pretty-
1: no, he he was so furious about it. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a couple of games there where, like, when he kept on, it's like, "We'll go to the queen and tell them about this magical civilization she could easily conquer." Like, yeah. What if she wants to? conquer it it's like oh no we'll tell her not to <laughs> yeah right. and then she right. poured it in teleported That's in there the like plan <laughs> and then I get in there I'm like no we shall conquer it <laughs> he's like oh I've made a terrible
2: mistake <laughs> so then I gotta roll and clean it all up
1: <laughs> yeah and I'm just like um
2: uh stabby ace like I would talk to her but she hates me all Right? This right yeah, yeah. be no. the end of the campaign <laughs> yeah
3: well I mean especially considering the way the campaign started with me like not even getting to interact much and like I yeah talking scenes i was like great you know this is a, this is a pretty you uh, know, I'm, I'm gonna play my usual role i'm definitely my typecast role i'm gonna hit stuff with sticks and maybe yes. occasionally get a one line and like that's my role and then all of a sudden it's like no naked justice time and i'm like oh well this is a new version of me hitting something with a stick and now i break the game and now for some reason i have to do all the talking what, what's going on like yeah getting thrown i it, 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 it wasn't pleasant in fact i didn't like it at all but um when we came back uh, with religion yeah and you throw me out there to have to like debate about stuff and i'm like i am the last like in real life i am the last person in the world to do this like i you I agree am so far yeah. out of my depth it's insane like i don't even know how to role play this let alone you know like i can't make this work in real life let alone like make a character do it so yeah i was like well this is gonna suck a lot. Let's go. No, that, I, I thought that was like
1: a great poetic arc like you guys be going into battle and like Sean's like, "Woe betide these moments that have come upon <laughs> us like a great scene. And it's like forty minutes later, and then I just like, "I'm gonna play the soldiers." What? It's like, kill him.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're-
3: go, go
2: kill this guy. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, yours is honestly epic-wise too. I think it still rose above to. Get- you know, Thea did ride for ruin, ride for death. Yeah, oh yeah, no, like episode five
3: and six. You know, if we're going to talk about highlights, five and six are my favorite episodes, yeah. and and getting to see the the. Uh, what's what's the artist's name? I'm sorry. I keep uh, Patsy, Patsy, Patsy Yeah. You didn't see Patsy's art on episode five in particular, because that is my favorite part of the entire campaign, <laughs> hands down. Like like Naked Justice was great, and especially having it and getting to just break Caleb's soul um, every every uh, chance uh, I could uh, with it like, gave a... me a lot of pleasure because I knew you were gonna twist my heart into ruins because I genuinely want, like imbued my like I wanted to imbue the character of like maybe I genuinely can make something out of this. I know it'll be kind of awful in that kind no, of dude massage. Yeah. Uh, esque way, but like, no, nah, like I'm in, I'm investing this character and myself into this arc of like we can actually build something I can be proud of. Oh lord, no, this whole thing is going bad and I have I can't steer it at all. Well <laughs> fuck your well-designed characters. I'm gonna just come in and shoot them in the face. <laughs> Such a great monologue for Duke Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, five and six in the artwork for five. Like, yeah, like hearing that that Patsy that that made him you know, did trouble at work laughing. So I was like, yeah. No, the bromance with, with Dwayne like yeah. I liked my relationship with Four Hands. Like I thought that was really fun. And like it, it like genuinely upset me. Like when we had the like the falling out in those last couple episodes. Yeah. I was like, I, 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 that was like a nice connection. But like the, 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 the feudal, the brotherly feud between Dwayne like was some of the most fun role players oh, yeah, had. And yeah, it, yeah, that crescendo of like. Oh yeah no I totally just snuck you into a hostile entity to go see your girlfriend. And, oh yeah I just took out this this elite guard. Guess what buddy? Your time's up. Out the window. <laughs> see you, princess. Time to air this we're, shit. We're <laughs> going. Also a pretty brilliant meta
1: gaming decision considering Aaron's roles. Yeah so, no. I was saying, yeah. You you don't have to make a stealth check if you jump out the window. Right exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well by that point I love by that, that moment too because yeah. it's one of the few times that we have seen a Helpful defenestration. (laughs) Normally, it's not helpful at all. It's usually a bad thing. There was a game where Ross literally played a villain called the Defenestrator who threw people through windows and set windows up so that he could throw people through them on the ground. This yeah. was a good defenestration. I, the first of its kind. <laughs> that was,
0: uh, the defenestrator was an homage to another uh, DC Comics character. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and also was a super team uh, with a character named Dog Welder. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, the
2: dogs. To, oh, oh my god. And,
1: and, and <laughs> also, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Anyway.
2: And also, Jason, I, I think that's also kind of poetic justice on my side, given like, one of the first games I ran, I couldn't actually kill somebody throwing them out a window. So, <laughs> yeah. that, that's <laughs> probably going back to at least you deserve that. We are deserve that. Yeah, but
1: but uh, I had this idea that people were going to leave their company behind and I don't know why I thought that was ever going to be the case. Um, and so I hadn't planned for the tribal thing until you guys like left. And I'm like, oh wait, so that, that whole scenario which is like probably the majority of the word count now is going to be uh, it's in there now because I didn't even anticipate needing that. And I couldn't figure out how to differentiate the tribes And so, I I, way I built it was that it just depends on which spells you used. Yeah, that becomes like a new tribal ethos. Okay, uh, that you have to unite around. You're talking about like spending those points for. Yeah, yeah. So, like depending on which ones you use, Mm -hmm. um, that's how you get the different. Uh, tribal versions of people—you have to unite when you go back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I—I
1: had, didn't even anticipated that. I thought it was going to be like, all right, you leave your company in there, and then you go find some people. Yeah. As a small D and D group, and then you come back and you see what they built, um, and <laughs> then that's your new company. But I didn't anticipate like, no, we're gonna. With oh, us, we need our soldiers. We need our soldiers. let's ransack <laughs> France. <Yeah. laughs> uh, like.
4: No, no, that's let's turn France into Silent Hill, which, yeah. By <laughs> the way, only part of it, only <laughs> part of it. I, yeah, I have to say, for the sheer amount of shit that I gave Aaron in character throughout, um, yeah. I, fucking brilliant man. Um, which, okay, uh, but uh, yeah, and we I have a swamp. <laughs> the swamp is a problem. We're going to light it on fire. No, it's
2: not lighting on fire. It's no, no problem. It leads, it's not turning, sitting on, sitting on fire. It's turning it literally into a, a giant block of C four that somehow didn't crack. a bomb. That's no what problem.
4: it was. It's just, yeah. good Lord, it was a daisy cutter. <laughs> so, France uh, is a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> There's a coal mine under it. Yeah. Silent Hill. Yep. No more problem. Yeah.
2: Also, I'd like to point out that everybody was on board with that. I was just the agent that enacted it. So, God damn oh, it. I was all about. Thank God God you. Damn <laughs> you. The,
1: Thank you. The sacking of Newt, where Sean's like, I believe Seneca once said, and just on and on and on. And we're like, half of us live here. Like, we're not going to kill the priests. Like,
3: like, and you're just like, you can loot whatever you want. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Woo!
1: Start lighting Like day. I said, yeah, the crescendo of five and six between
3: the, the interpersonal moment of throwing Deweyna out a window and then with six, leading, getting to actually lead <laughs> my... Like, I'm like, no, I'm leading this army now, Sean. So I'm like, we're going up this hill. And then Caleb's like, oh, I have this great, like you know, classical <laughs> confrontation with the film. I'm like, don't got time for it. <laughs> up. Let's get on. It.
2: <laughs> Another moment I think it's good just because of the the great collaboration is when we went into the uh, the Hidden Direction the Galicia to, or towards hell? Yeah, no well, yeah that, the, the no direction.
0: That actually, yeah, the 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 Hellfire Gremlin section actually as a standalone adventure that would be really good. Yeah, yeah right. yeah, for sure. Um, it's a really interesting monster design and, and super creepy. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the the whole building, and also the fact that we we're sort of in the sort of politically vulnerable. Area. I mean, it almost it does read like actual history of this country. Like, and then the outsiders came, and due to politics, they had to go kill a bunch of
4: monsters. <laughs> now, expedition. You know, and uh, yeah, like, and then the outsiders came another time and killed the monsters. Start a war to, to fix some domestic problems. It's a classic <laughs> control
1: of history. Now, I do have a question though. From I where, did love the build up to that, and just like, where is
2: everyone? This is everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, fuck.
2: That is <laughs> a silly question though. With the couple of war- of of uh warthog implanted warthogs that we had with the eyes and the brands, did they actually propagate and No only the No they died. Ah. They,
1: di- they were irradiated and they died. Damn it. The only one survived
0: after the initial wave. Like so that and then that becomes <laughs> I think, I
1: like mean, a the, the Gremlin thing Damn, were like think... feral uh feral masters, basically. They didn't know any sorcery or anything like that, but they couldn't Die from like radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. They they died real good when you chopped them up with swords and shit. But you know they yeah. were they were basically feral, uh, you know, liches. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but warthogs have cells and stuff that aren't abused by magic.
2: <laughs> they they died. Painfully. <laughs> well, hopefully, its legend grew before it died. <laughs> so that's all I. Well, know we we, we no, broke no. the siege and
1: wiped out an army. because no, you broke the siege of Vigia, and yeah. then Vigia ran into the army of Newt. Yeah, and then as the army of Newt was killing Daryl and everyone else. They got teleported into kali 2 and killed to the last man. It's, uh, it's the Lost Legion. like, it's, or They were singing. lost for a couple days until they suddenly came back. <laughs> uh,
4: so what you're saying is for the legend to survive, there must be survivors who have seen it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For the few years until like Ali Ziti takes over the world, there's going to be like one crazy guy who's like, the army went
3: whistling for 48 hours! <laughs> what happened? What aren't they telling me? Yeah, that's us? what I'm saying. I'm I sure think they're
1: there's, I'm sure
3: there's a pseudo-like... Wandering crier like Alex Jones that is like, yeah, that totally got this one right. the one time he's like, Yeah, now the boars have flames shooting out of their eyes.
4: I've seen it. (laughs) Broken
0: clock is right twice a
4: day. (laughs) There's a boot in the middle of a field that gives you cancer. Scarl, <laughs> in situations like this, <laughs> I feel that the best thing to do is roll our eyes, <laughs> look at the heavens, and blame Dweenaw. Agreed. <laughs>
2: you only make those arguments because I'm dead and I can't argue back. No, no. I don't think I ever hesitated to make any of those comments to your fans.
4: <laughs> I know I didn't.
2: Yeah. No, because, well, again, I don't think I would. I I don't think I ever continued the hate uh, the hate feud as much though it was just more I think on more side, more of my it was the annoyance feud like God what the fuck ever just will you take the muffin it's gonna make you feel better no whatever it's a horrible
4: sorcery muffin it's a blasphemy muffin. <laughs> It literally gives you energy.
2: That, a, oh, we've just fallen back in the character. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what happens is, like, once we start building some history uh, between ourselves, like, through the early episodes, <laughs> like, um, you know, I don't want to compare us to Shakespeare, but, you know, as you have pointed out, like the drama in Shakespeare's plots are all based on misinformation, and yeah. so, like, especially by the later episodes, all of our characters are driven by varying degrees of misinformation, yes. and that's what drives all so much of the conflict, is that we yeah. all think we're doing the right thing, but we all have a different picture in our head of what's so, going on. Maybe for Clink, sure, I think at that point he had broken <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, some have more misinformation than others. <laughs> 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 and to be fair, he didn't launch a counterinsurgency against
4: so. He very much did
0: launch
3: a
4: counterinsurgency <laughs> <laughs> he just spied. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh so Oh um, he laid the groundwork for one. Yeah I was about to say, so yeah, didn't like, use it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, so, he sparked the terror attack, like Yeah. Yeah, he did do that. So. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I thought that was just gonna be like an interesting moment to say no, and then, like, you guys are going to put on Woodstock for Nagali C2 and exactly having sex again. Yep, and like, I was prepared for that social engineering adventure. He's like, Nope, doing it. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, how does this work? <laughs> no idea <laughs> what would Cheska do? Yep, uh, uh, well, uh, you
0: did lay the groundwork for the magic pretty well, so that's yep. pretty. Yep,
1: well. I didn't know what those stones did when I gave them. To <laughs> I needed. Uh, I needed buy time
0: <laughs> to think about what they did. Uh, was that between sessions? Or that during- no, that no, that was, that was during sessions. the that session. was session. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, come Jessica's what? like,
1: come here, I will save
3: it all. he's like, yeah, no, no questions asked, I'm betraying everybody. <laughs> what <laughs> did we, did, okay. what was the next sequence after that? Because uh, what were we doing while you were coming up with that? Was it just us like partying, we were, trying to figure out how to get them to We were trying to, uh, you were trying to get the Drew's, Drew's Luke installed. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah we're yeah. working with the Drew's Luke. And loop, then and
1: uh, yeah. you realize that they were in a replacement crisis because... They were like entire. You know, were thirty-five before you graduated school in the yeah. c too, because uh, they were all hyper-intelligent and religious monks. So. Yeah. Uh that's what you guys were figuring out. And then Sean and David were off betraying the shit out of you. Um and then you did Nigali C two nine eleven, it was an inside job. Um and uh yeah, for Nucle- muffins muffins the world. Scared, no, like, like, yeah. And then after that you were like, What do we do now? And then you're just like uh what why do you guys stay inside and figure it out? Like Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, they're gonna well, leave and let. And them in my them. defense, I yeah. did start off the whole thing by saying, "Yes, whatever Cheska says, I will probably do." <laughs> Somebody needs to talk me out of it. Um, and that's how we're Sean Sean, Sean. Sean, talk me out of it. Nope. No, it's a good idea. Nope. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Fuck it. I'm doing it. We did. Well, I, like, We yeah. not oh, know. We all <laughs> split up at that point. Yeah. yeah.
2: Although that fight did give us a couple brilliant things, including I love the idea of of the gravity assist chair <laughs> it will just go as oh, far yeah. as you can. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to horribly injure myself doing this, but this will be the greatest bombing raid you have ever seen. <laughs> It'll be the only one. Like, exactly. they, they haven't existed until now. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: one of the uh, more epic battle scenes in the whole,
4: uh, yeah, yes. whole campaign.
3: Yeah,
1: I think uh, it was between that and the Hellfire Gremlins. Yeah, um,
4: I mean, yeah. Uh, I've got to say, the look of wonder on Ross's face when the first flying machine showed up. <laughs> in character and out, um, that was the moment where... Uh, Caster's like, oh my god, I have found Nirvana. I do not like it. <laughs> this is great! This is wonderful! <laughs> this is foul sorcery. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. he just... I don't think I have ever seen him that happy in character. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah,
1: you, you built Utopia, and then you taught them fear, yeah, and then you made them a badass Utopia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. uh, speaking of the battle for hell, though, um, in just something, that if it had gone a little differently, if we had managed to save any of the knowledge there, too, if we had convinced them otherwise to say, leave this alone, would they have discovered use of that, too, and become even more Oh, yeah, like adapt probably, or, or Yeah, probably accepted it, or would if I had stayed behind, would have had a character who could have learned some. There is one that. of the
1: scenarios where uh, there's enough archaeology and they piece together enough that uh, like the masters come back and they ascend themselves. And See, so I had a to, feeling
3: that was gonna. You happen. have to go. Okay, well,
1: you have to go kill some guys who've been alive for like 300 years oh. and have made a secret society, uh, and they don't know as much as the masters, but they're they're piecing it together. Yeah, um, that
2: okay. Yeah. That would have been far. Worse.
1: Yeah, so. but oh, you gosh. you avoided that
0: one. Yeah, it seemed like the, the knowledge of the masters was inherently corrupting. So like, yeah,
1: yeah, like yeah. There's, there's... It, it's a pretty much all blood magic. So, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> blood magic all the way down. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so as we, um, you know, one thing we didn't I realized it, if there was one thing I would have liked to have done more would have been actually more of a like epilogue epilogue like i know the last session was sort of like the epilogue of what happens but uh we did kind of rush like um what happens to our characters afterwards uh yeah. and i know that was just purely practical cuz you know yeah <laughs> we have to get up in
1: the morning so. well yeah also that and then um like i, I kind of feel like it's the the end of the campaign is the beginning of another campaign cuz mm-hmm. now you have your established fantasy world with an alien evasion like and
3: yeah you would switch it over
0: to other characters
1: yeah yeah. Uh, a lot like the classic krull (laughs) um yeah you've invented krull maybe if that is krull no is actually the planet it turns out yeah you've invented whatever that rock thing is that no no
0: it can't the planet was krull the Black fortress came to
2: krull oh okay so Uh, that guy's name was just kull
0: no kull's an entirely different movie what about krill but what,
4: what I mean, was that guy? Are <laughs> things in the ocean?
0: That was a tiny swim. Yeah. Crawl is the planet that it took place. But on.
4: yeah, I admit yeah. the the campaign Kull is another the, campaign by has the same guy who wrote Conan. Yeah. The the
1: campaign has Konam no uh, no epilogue intentionally, because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like, all right, I have like an established fantasy rain setting, how do I fuck it up? Or like I wanna do a prequel to this campaign. It's like, well what are you gonna do about the Nagali sea 2 What is Nagali C2? Like, and it could have gone way bad. Like, I had one in there that's just like a full-blown fascist empire. (laughs) Like they get real racist and like they're gonna march out of that portal and kill the portal bloods. And yeah, it's it's terrifying. Like uh so yeah, the doppelgangers that are gonna do economically engineer until they control everything around them. Yeah, that's way better. Uh yeah. Um because I know like you guys basically yeah. invented neoliberals without capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> um, I do know that for Castor, I, I did want to specify that, like, I figured he would want to travel, but as part part of like the Nagalisi to trade delegation or something like that. Yeah. So, like he's not up. Like the way I saw it at the very end of it, when they no longer speak our language. Um, and they're kind of, oh, like yeah, this. I didn't
1: explain that. They, yeah. uh, they began teaching a new language too as so they could have something to talk, yeah, around the foreigners. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because they wanted to, do, they wanted to appear like, oh, no, we, we, yeah, we're, we
2: definitely didn't come from your society.
1: <laughs> uh, we definitely have been poaching weird regiments from you for the last two months,
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think I asked that. Uh, I'm, probably forgot about this, but probably what happened to Dwinar's house during that time. Was it still just the one of the more... I, I, have, it?
1: I mean, I imagine Dwinar is like a historic name and like you're the closest you really get to in the royalty and aristocracy okay. of Nagali C2. You know? Okay. That's how I envisioned it. But yeah, we were running out of time. And yeah. Yeah. I didn't write that, and I ran out of words in writing the thing, so it's way smaller than <laughs> I originally intended. So yeah,
0: um, yeah. So what do you think your character's like? so? I imagine Caster is just going to like, well, yeah. So I don't feel totally comfortable settling down in there, so I'm going to go travel the world and, but with the galaxy two people and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh but
3: I don't know. What do you think? Is Scarl just going to settle down forever, or I mean, I saw Scarl trying to. Um... Kind of reassert his Alexanderness, mm-hmm. like back in and try and understand this contemporary military. Um, because, like, you know,
4: like I said, you know,
3: this this character, you know, that I rolled was, you know, just this kind of like, I mean, I played him up a bit more, you know, soldierly, but like, you know, he's basically Count of Monte Cristo. And like, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, nah, like he, he's still got some rights to wrong as far as he sees. And like, yeah, no, nah, he kind of fucked up, but like, you know, we did. We did the path I, I and Scar wanted to take on on building the galaxy too. So like, yeah, he he felt some ownership and wanted to try and guide it and maybe mm-hmm. imprint his understanding of morality upon it because like, oh,
4: you're good? yeah, I'm good. Um, Chair um, <laughs> <laughs> uh um,
3: yeah, because yeah, he you know like they they creeped him out a little bit towards the end and like he wanted to make sure like. Let's make sure we've got a good head on our shoulders with all this, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, assassinating and, you know, impersonation stuff. Because um, it is kind of, you know, bloodless coup ish, but, like, yeah, it's still kind of creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of how I saw Scarl was trying to, like, you know, he knew he couldn't take the reins. You mm-hmm. know, he saw what that got him, you know, yeah. but. He still wanted to try and have some impact, you know, and take responsibility for this thing he made. Okay. So that's how I saw him, you know, and he had IE day. So like he had something to love and care about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I read this book by, uh, the, the sequel to the three body problem, um, Mm -hmm. where they have this, uh, Chinese uh, naval officer that helps start the space program, as they desperately get it online for four hundred years in the future when the aliens attack, because <laughs> they see them coming in like astrological terms. Yeah, uh, yeah. and he uh, like there's a bunch of capitalists like using the space force for gain, and so he, he makes like he gets like a forty-five and he makes a bunch of ammo to look like he gets them forged from meteorites, and he, he goes like two hundred miles off in space with like a <laughs> like an infrared. Laser. And shoots them to make it look like a micrometeorite attack. <laughs> 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 it's just like, yeah, they can't be controlled. Did they freeze him? And then he unfreezes, and now he's like, "I don't know how this ship works. Could you teach me how the ship works?" It's like, "Yes, venerated elder. We're glad you here from the past to help see us forward." It's like, "Yeah, mutiny. Fuck it. We're a generation ship now. Humanity has to survive. We're not going to win."
2: <laughs> 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 Fuck off in the space.
3: <laughs>
1: it's nice earth. see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. That'd be scar. All right, yeah. like. all right. Teach me how this thing works. I'm in charge yeah. yep. now. Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah, The boomsticks were great. Like that, that last sequence where we where we got to just roleplay being drunk and just like experiencing the tech, you know, yeah. this technological marvel. Oh yeah, you know, panelists. Yeah, <laughs> riding around the car like shooting the gun in the air and stuff like. Yeah, that was a genuinely just lighthearted, and, and yeah. we needed we yeah. needed that levity at that point because yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, like you said, this could have gone a lot worse. This could have gone fascist for I mean, any kind of thing. I, like, I, I made it pretty grimdark
1: yeah. at the start, but I thought, like, okay, we're going to have Nagali C2 Woodstock, and it's going to be pretty lighter on the way through it. I'm fine with that. And it was like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> Magic Stones. Yep. i like, oh, <laughs> well, shit, they got to be bad. Fuck, what do I do?
3: Like... Uh, I'm just surprised that that surprised you. <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, I get, yeah, um, uh, out of character. I knew it was going to be an awful idea. In character, of, uh. it's interesting. There is, no, there is no way Four Hands knows this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it okay. was your, your, your uranium Help. arm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah it was yeah. my uranium arm. Um, then, I, I, yeah, so I imagine Scar maybe in ten years will take a division of c uh, 2 Army and go to his homeland to
3: yeah. settle some scores. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: fuckers are gonna be uh,
3: pissed out. Yeah. Hey, remember uh, how you uh, tried uh, to uh, sacrifice uh, me uh, to a wizard because I dared uh, to love one minor princess? Uh, <laughs> burn! <laughs> like
0: the blast guns on the other hand now. <laughs> 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 um, Dave, what do you think Four Hands' legacy is going to be in the Galaxy yeah. 2 culture?
4: Well, I gotta tell you about, first off his end because mm-hmm. I knew that if I went with the portal, or went through the portal with the group I was going to die out there before I saw it come back. Yeah. And Call it David um, rationalizing the character and kind of going, okay because of all of The fact that he has been a very bad man, he doesn't get to see paradise. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is is the biblical punishment of Moses. Um, No, you're going to leave Nagali Situ. You're not going to see the promised land because you fucked up. And so that's kind of what I thought. Four hands would be thinking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's all right. One last ride with the friends. Um, I'm going to see. 19 in hell, because that's where I'm destined for. Um, I don't get to be buried in Nagali Situ, because the C Situ that I used to know and used to love is long gone. Um, I made sure that he has no family. Uh, okay. There's literally nobody that cares about him or would even really remember him, except possibly the Lee Kakin. Yeah, and I don't know if they would still be around, but if there are ninjas, they probably have the story of the one armed master who taught <laughs> them things.
1: Yeah, pogo ninjas are still a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely <clears throat> <throat> low definitely...
0: I mean, you're still an outsider in the history books, so you. Oh no, still, yeah, but yeah, I was never an outsider. I was from Nagali Zitu. Yeah, well, I mean, they'll still probably write you in as like because you wrote in with the outsider. So, but I uh, wrote out first. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That could be. I, well, kept, yeah.
1: I kept on trying to make Liekeku, like, more ceremonial and, like, kata. And then every time you keep coming back, it's like, no, this is how you kill with your hand. <laughs> but, like, every time you come back, you're like, lead them to war. Or you, like, bring the Druze Luke back in. So, like, you were very careful to make Liekeku a very practical martial.
4: <laughs> hey, uh, if I have one legacy... Uh... Scarlet, you see those deadly flamingos? No <laughs> Those are mine.
0: You just—we're just, we were just uh, predicting parkour centuries ahead of yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A very specialized type of parkour. Pogo Ninjas. Yep, Pogo Ninjas. So, Aaron, any other thoughts on Dwinar's legacy? Uh,
1: Did
0: he have so- any... How many... So, like, I imagine he would have a pretty big family.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the Dwinar line kind of went long. So, yeah. um, at least... I, the way I kind of put it, and, and Caleb can redirect this as he sees fit too, but honestly, the at least with his own family, I, I always can imagine he ended up having two sons and Helena... Um, the sons were kind of more off to the side of you know carrying. They were the ones really feuding on the uh, uh, the Van Helsing side versus yeah. the the thrall side. I guess is the best way I can put this. So, yeah. uh, and then Helena
4: the versus the Van Helsing. That's a good one, thank you. Mom so, favorites were favorite. stats. Yeah.
2: And then Helena mom just, was definitely on the band and, and and Helena <laughs> just kind of drove that line straight down to where she was listening yeah. more to her dad, but she was just sitting there and and she is really kind of the true legacy of where he leaves. And if I'm remembering correctly, she I think she chose to leave. She left with, uh, yeah, with yeah, Caster, Caster yeah to go see the world because she uh, she has the rights going back and she wants to actually. Uh, my idea is that she would actually stay to learn as much as she could of the current technology since. She's royal blood. And di- with, with that generation, would the black sheep aspect of her still carry over, or is that done with? Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. just be, being the one who scarred herself. Well, her, it's so. been like
0: 50 or 60 years yeah. at least,
2: between the events of the finale. So and we at then, least got a
1: generation you know, yeah, yeah. probably out of the way. Yeah, right? Two the tactical theater is no longer a thing once they come back into the world. Yeah. <laughs> so probably <laughs> the amount of me. rehearsal time you do. It's very long. Yeah, yeah, so she probably would start
2: <laughs> on the tactical portion of you know, learning the technology and then applying it to the different cities along with his uh, God, imagine what kind of siege weapons he was going to do, but it's she's she's carrying out her father's legacy. Well, I can't help you? but
4: think quietly to myself that one of the other Dwinar legacies is going to be Sorceress baking, like
2: <laughs> yes, the ba- the line of baking, the, the bakeries in there. I'm, I'm actually exactly very happy. What exactly is about this it.
4: croissant? You don't want to eat it. No, throw it like a boomerang.
2: It will come back and watch your it mouth. explode into. No, acid. he just
0: rips off, He just bites no. off the
2: tops and throws it. Yeah, <laughs> explode. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a buttery death you're gonna suffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, someone's
3: gonna ship it. Do you guys think there would have been anything built between the two, like on your travels? <laughs> Um It'd be no, a little you, weird for Castor. Yeah, right? I mean, it would
1: extremely weird for be like sleeping so, yeah. with Dvidar's wife. But but really Daughter. Great yeah. Yeah.
2: Pro- uh, probably not. Honestly, at this point, his, it, the relationship would probably be more like... Uh, it's like uncle... Uh, it's uh, uncle, like the uncle, uncle friend. Niece, uncle yeah, niece, yeah, yeah, so that you knew my dad, I'm probably going to follow you around. I'll probably take your advice because you... Uh, outside of Scarl, he knew him best, and Scarl's obviously also bringing here.
1: a human girl back to the dam. Uh, <laughs> what would Mom and Dad say? Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: bringing them to their watery graves. Going, will you accept? I mean, Casper like,
0: probably has some kids in among that. His, uh, you know, he spent three years basically partying while he
2: was doing the <laughs> running <laughs> yeah. the Daily yeah. Beaver. Yeah, you so. probably, <laughs> yeah, you
3: saw some wild <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: The one thing I could probably say with Elena is that she probably would go back to nude. And uh, maybe declare part of her, it's like lineage, to try to help restore well, at least restore order, not to at least the higher the, uh, the monarch. We need to DSL. put out
4: the coal mine.
2: Uh, yeah, fine, yeah. Take the technology to extinguish the coal fire finally, and be able to establish something more of a republic <laughs> in that area. So, yeah. let, let the well, French there's Revolution a Princess of- Sylvia nude. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you would have to explain being. The scarred identical twin of Princess Sylvia. They would have definitely replaced you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's at least in the Dweenar family. I was kind of going over there. It's like, oh, that's who you are. Shit. I got it. All right. We actually have to talk to you instead of killing you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like we have literally the entire rest of the world. Let's let's go to the one place where you don't have an identical twin, there. <laughs> like, and uh... it's because
2: you don't know how to live life. I, between our decision making <laughs> continues. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I'm
0: interested. You know, like one of the, one of the things I'm thinking about is, um, we only really have only explored like one continent of this planet that the main world is on. And yeah, so, like we have no idea. Like, is this only the only pocket universe? Universe of the uh, mass because the one thing I didn't realize until later on when you mentioned the acid oceans that this wasn't just I thought I was picturing this as literally just one little bubble of uh, land in an, otherwise an empty void but you're saying it was on a larger planet in another universe yeah so um, there could have been other enclaves of masters on different islands in the in the the pocket universe
1: or so somehow. basically the way I envisioned it is yeah. that um, you travel to this world that they managed to tidally lock in night uh, through magic, and then you're traveling faster than light, and so it's fucking up time every time you're doing it magically traveling there. But you're medieval peasants, so <laughs> you're like, it's a, it's heaven. We're in heaven. We're hell. Hell or hell. Yeah. We've gone to hell. <laughs> like, yeah. But I wanted, wanted to keep this it. Hell? Yeah. It's basically John Haldeman's The Forever War, but with swords. Like, by the end of that novel, he's, like, leading a brigade of people who don't speak his own language. None of them have hair. Yeah, they're all, like, homogenous, like, They don't have gender anymore. And he's, like, this freaky caveman that leads them into battle. (laughs) (laughs) That they all just kind of suffer, like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, because he's been... Around the universe too long in relativistic speeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, were there any other inspirations you want to mention? I mean, you mentioned most of them,
1: I imagine. But mm-hmm. um, nope, that, that was pretty much all of it.
0: Okay. Um, so, yeah, what do you, do you think I will ever uh, go back to Nagali C2 at any point? Because, uh, I mean, you didn't mention that this would be the start of another campaign, but um, this could be something be one of us runs or doing one shot. It's like, what would you want to see in Nagali C2 next? Um,
1: oh, like, you could do a straight fantasy campaign, like, if you wanted to be rogues or, mm-hmm. you know, medieval peasants raiding Nagali C2 for technology, like... Uh, that'd be like sort of a Tomb of Horrors level of difficulty. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, he could do like the heroic fantasy campaign, unite the kingdoms against the uh, those jerks. invaders, or an Inquisition campaign. Like, oh yeah, Stop who again. among the court yeah. is truly from Nagassi? <laughs> <laughs> and like they have moles. Like yeah, I
0: like that. Uh, what about you guys? Any any uh, uh, game ideas or anything you'd like to see? Explore a galaxy that we didn't really touch on.
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, well, honestly, I kind of would like to see maybe uh, another uh, do another one of the full fantasy campaign, mm-hmm. but find another aspect of the masters, uh, It's like of one of the master <laughs> lines, where not maybe another continent, but they were screwing around with parallel worlds, parallel worlds. This is just one of their many experiments. So yeah. you can explore the different combinations that you did. So of uh, for each of those. So it's starting off with like militaristic. Or uh, starting off with uh, more the religion going to militaristic and seeing how that.
0: Oh, yeah, went the up. parallel, like a sliders kind of thing yeah, where yeah. you
2: jump to different versions of Exactly. Philosophy. And then you can yeah. get like the. Uh, yeah, the That's a use of the, the same the, time, the, so. Yeah, the evil or wacky one, too. And yeah, I'll be surprised I'll put sliders into anything because. Yeah. I know.
1: I, <laughs> you can do an Overseer's Rebellion thing exact, where yeah. like, you're oh, just yeah. a bunch of tortured slaves that don't have a language but then some armless lady learn teaches you to talk with your minds and so it's going to be like a i don't know like a john connor sort of thing although yeah instead yeah. of terminators it's liches <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i kind of like to do uh a rain campaign
0: where we're in nagali 2 and we're just the nagali 2 people it's like in between visits <laughs> from the outsiders. yeah and we're just dealing with like we have to fight a war to fight off some other like some other threat that the masters left behind. So like you know uh, maybe something from one of the other islands figured out how to cross the acid ocean and like uh, that then we still so got to go deal with that bullshit. You know. Yeah, maybe
1: but, it's immensely powerful, and you're just by the end of it, it's like we can't let the outsiders know about this. <laughs> fuck everything up. You know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to erase this from the historical record. <laughs> yeah, because there are those rules
0: and reigns for dealing with uh, like Godzilla-type monsters, yeah. like army versus Godzilla-type things. So that could be fun. Yeah,
1: if you'd yeah. let Carmen get out, that was basically the scenario. It was, it was gonna be kill this tall lady. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> Throw the legions at her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, David, did you have any uh, in the Galaxy 2 games?
4: Honestly, every single one of them sounds good. Um, I don't think I'm creative enough to come up with something really fun with Nagali Sito right off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to play in any of them. This yeah. this sounds great.
0: Okay. Um, cool um yeah i mean we'll, we'll probably revisit it at some point i know if i run a D or some other generic quote-unquote fantasy thing i would probably just use Nagali uh, c2
4: or nude nvidia um, so what would be the x threat that is actually big enough to justify no no we have to side with the nagali uh could um, you see that one
0: uh yeah no like uh, it would be another one of these chimerical monsters so mm-hmm. it's
4: um a say, mosquito dog you know say like a hundred <laughs> you know oh i don't know like 30 days journey that way mm-hmm. there was a different pocket that went to a different section of the plane mm-hmm. and some people <laughs> adventurers on that side fucked it up Grabbed one of the other societies, so it's Nagali C two one, Nagali C two two. Do get out like a Pokemon battle. See yeah. how it I, should, goes. I should
1: have made more weird monsters. I
0: leaned too heavily on leech cats. But... Uh, I mean, it was fine. I okay. be. Um, well,
1: I, I had slows for a bit, but. <laughs> No one cares about sloth owls. They're just real slow. They what sound adorable. Why wasn't that there? Don't um, the no, no, no one's threatened me. by sloths.
0: <laughs> that's true. Uh, not even. Yeah, yeah. Literally, no one. Uh, final question for me though is: um, Do you think you will ever write up the magic uh, rules as a separate thing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was the same. So, sorry,
2: I didn't realize. I know this is going out the random rules thing, but I. I I didn't realize that my, my ro- random roll into Merlin was going to complicate It was a random roll, that <laughs> it was fine.
1: Uh, my original intention was there was no magic except for the Bastards, and you were all just like, what's this weird shimmering portal? Yeah. Although I <laughs> like was... we, we poop in the river, and then we drink from it. We don't know anything <laughs> from it. But then you're like, I'm a sorcerer! I'm like... I will say Now I need a magic system Here's three rocks
2: (laughs) You'll find out what they do in time (laughs) I will say that this though, we did kind of ignore possibly the the greatest magic ability that existed in this game, which was pleading (laughs) Just begging for people to do stuff That's a good skill That was the best skill
0: It's tied up there with cobbling Cobbling (laughs) cobbling, Those are the MVP skills (laughs) Cobbling, pleading
1: I Y'all didn't believe I could make it work. Boy, did I. Oh, yeah. In the actual book, there's like a special like school for pleading. That takes you, <laughs> like, <Fuck>. like special <laughs> bennies on each level of pleading. Like, yeah. You can just totally min max pleading. I feel robbed now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh,
0: that ends the Rainpost motor. Post mortem uh, yeah. So no, thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Better lives.